0: There are many things going on over the next few days, as we've been saying. You don't have to wait uh, till after Tisha B'Av to find activities that are appropriate for this time of year. I know the Nahamu uh, uh, concerts and all the other things are things that people are anticipating, but there are things happening specifically for the nine days in Tisha B'Av that are very important, and I'm very happy we're able to bring them to your attention. Uh, One of them is the program entitled Morning to Morning. It's M-O-U-R-N to M-O-R-N. Morning to morning. It's happening this coming Tisha on Sunday uh, at the Ateris Golda Hall on uh, 1362 50th Street in Brooklyn, New York, a project of the uh, Kleiman Holocaust Education Center. And with us live via telephone, the founder and president of the Kleiman Holocaust Education Center, that would be our wonderful friend Ellie Kleiman. Ellie, welcome back to JM in the AM.
1: Good morning, Nachum. Always wonderful to be back and speak with you.
0: I appreciate that. We've had the opportunity over the years to speak about so many important events and organizations. This one is so close to your heart. We'll get to everything in a moment. I also want to introduce Cindy Darrison, who is the Vice President for Institutional Advancement at the Climate and Holocaust Education Center. Cindy, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us on. Uh, Ellie, let's start with you before we talk about Sunday's event and how inspiring it's going to be. Explain to this audience, our community, why it was so important uh, for you to found the Kleiman Holocaust Education Center.
1: Nachum, when this project came up and was brought to me, um, first of all, as a child of Holocaust survivors, this was always something that was close to my heart from when I was a very young boy and my parents, would talk about their experiences of surviving the Holocaust. And it was something I grew up on and something that I very keenly felt throughout my life. Uh, and the opportunity um, to take this very difficult period in our recent history and educate our current generations about what happened, I felt was, was something that was a necessary thing to do because of a very basic fact. That our children and our grandchildren really, by and large, don't know anything about this. You would think that it's not that far back, only 70 years ago, since the liberation, that this would be a, a subject of importance, of necessity, and that everybody would know about it. And the fact, sadly, is that our children and grandchildren really don't know. And that is the purpose of this, to educate our children going forward in the future, that you know, that difficult period can happen again. And as we look around today in a, in a Europe which is ablaze with anti-Semitism once more, oh, yeah. we look around the world that looks at the Jew and hates the Jew and is looking to destroy us at every turn and every opportunity. We realize that we cannot rest no matter where we are. We cannot live here in this wonderful Medina Shokhasan of America and just, just relax and say everything is fine. The world is fine because we know that when the pressure comes to bear, whether it's the economy or, or politics or whatever it might be, things can turn on a dying and we cannot rest. We have to learn from this most recent history that we have to be on our toes. We have to be vigilant. We have to be proactive to be able to maintain our religious uh, identity, to be able to maintain our religious freedom and to be able to maintain Yiddishkeit type in in the space that we were able to rebuild it
0: to. Well said. Ellie Kleiman with us. He is founder and president, Kleiman Holocaust Education Center. And Before we move on to the event on Sunday, um, you have seen over the last couple of years uh, this project, as you described it, Ellie, and the, the need to found the center. Uh, you, you've seen it get closer and closer to a permanent home, to a real presence in the Jewish community. I mean, you're running events and, and doing things under the banner of the uh, of the and Holocaust Education Center. But as that's going on, you're moving closer and closer to a real a permanent fixture in Brooklyn, New York.
1: That's right, Nachum. You know, it's very, very exciting that all, all, after all these years, we really started this roughly about seven years ago. Uh, we put together the, the concept of the project under our conceptual developer, Dr. Michael Barabam, a well-known Holocaust educator from Los Angeles who developed not only the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum but other very, very important Holocaust venues around the world. We developed this. We put together this unbelievable, incomparable staff, and it is now a full-blown organization. The site, the permanent site in Borough Park, is now very heavily under construction, Bezzer and Shem will be completed in approximately 15 to 18 months and open to the public. Um, but it's, it's now, and and very importantly, we we're operating in a, a full blown capacity in a temporary quarters in the right. basin right. uh, where we have our exhibits, we have our archives, our documents that we've already had between February and, and May, I believe, well over a 1,000. Uh, yeshiva kids of all types, boys, yeshivas, girls, yeshivas, to see this, shabbat, and you name it. Everything coming, every type of school coming down and spending a day at our center. Um, and, and it's amazing stuff. But now, Nakam, the most important thing is this local organization, which was supposed to be local, has now become a full blown international project with multiple sites that are going to be opening and multiple exhibits around the world.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. So not only are you completing the permanent fixture in Brooklyn, New York. You're actually taking the exhibits and offering them to communities around the globe?
1: What we're doing is, um, first of all, we are going to, God God willing, be having another site in uh, Lakewood, New Jersey, on my campus in in Basement, Shkavola, which will be focusing on the archives and documents of Revarin Kutler, who was very, very uh, involved when he came to America during the war in our solar efforts. We're going to have exhibits and displays and, and uh, all his documents. We're also going to be having um, another site in Ushalayan, um focused on specifically uh, on, on the concept of the Kotel and Ushalayim for survivors. Um, those are going to be three permanent sites.
0: Where will the uh, Ushalayim one be? Do we know yet?
1: Yes, it's going to be at the Kotel. There's a new building going up at the Kotel, wow. um, which, will be, which will house that particular facility. Um, So, I mean, in the best place in the world. Um, (laughs) That's for sure. And then we are already underway with a number of exhibits that have been negotiated with European governments. The first uh, in Belgium at the Karzenbosn Holocaust Museum in Mechelen, which is in Belgium. Um, We are now already, we have a project underway where we're designing an exhibit, which will be a traveling exhibit starting in Belgium and going around the world about the hidden children of Belgium. And we also have had discussions, and we have uh, conceptual uh, exhibits that will be worked upon in Hungary, uh, in Poland, in Auschwitz itself, as well as in Warsaw, Um, and um, a number of other uh, things that are under under discussion with the Swiss government, Um, and and it's just exploding, Nachum. Unbelievable.
0: Really unbelievable. uh, Whoever dreamt you can get to this point, Kolak Kavod, Ellie Kleiman with us. Sunday is the event at the uh, Kleiman Holocaust Education Center. And, and, and Cindy will help me in a second, Ellie, uh, go through the information that people need to know for Sunday. But I just need your comment on this. The program includes a presentation by Pesach Krohn on the resilience of Clawestrel at the same time part of the program, a presentation by Sergeant Seymour Kaplan on the of the United States Army on the liberation of Dachau. Does that sort of sum up your entire mission that are by Crone and Sergeant Kaplan are part of the same Tishabov program?
1: You're asking that of new York, or Cindy.
0: No, I'm asking or you me. Ellie. Oh
1: you're asking me. Okay. I think first of all I think Crone sums up everything. So well, the taste of Krohn, first of all, as you know, besides being uh, the Magad, as they call him, is also a tremendous advocate of Holocaust education. He takes many groups. He has a summer group that he, that he uh, takes every summer to, to Poland, to the concentration camps. So he knows the history, he understands the history, and if anybody ever heard Rabbi Krohn speak, he feels the history emotionally, in depth, um, and he knows how to transmit it. But well, certainly the person to be able to transmit this particular point of our, our program they would be Rabbi Pesach Kron. Right. The best representative. And, of course, uh, the, the other gentleman that's presenting from, from the liberator side, from the liberator side of those that came in and saw this horror um, and witnessed it firsthand, something which, which they could never imagine. So that's the right person to from that perspective. To come in to see from the point of liberation, um, to represent that, that's the right person for that.
0: Yeah, I really, uh, when I saw both of by crone and Sergeant Kaplan on the program, I said this is what the Klyman uh, Center is all about. Cindy Darrison is with us as well, Vice President for Institutional Advancement at the Kleiman Holocaust Education Center. Uh, what do we need to know about Sunday's events, Cindy? What do people need to know in terms of coming on Tishabov and being inspired by the program entitled Morning to Morning?
2: Well, I just want to um, add a comment about Sergeant Kaplan and Rabbi Krone. Sure. You know, Sergeant Kaplan was a young, basically teenager in the Army, when he, stationed near Munich, when he received orders to drive 10 miles to a uh, city that he thought was just a city. He had no knowledge of concentration camps. And what he saw there was beyond his comprehension when he saw... He was completely unprepared for the horrors that he witnessed. Right. He came back to America, and he basically shut it off, shut off those memories for 50 years. He did not talk about it, never spoke about his experiences. And only recently he's been speaking publicly, sharing his memories. This is very comparable to the Holocaust survivors in our community, who basically for 50 to 60 to 70 years didn't talk about it. Right. And only... Recently, have come forward, and they've been coming forward in such large numbers to us, to our museum, to our organization, saying we want to preserve these memories. We want to educate our our grandchildren, our great grandchildren, preserve the artifacts and documents to educate future generations. So Sergeant Kaplan is going to be talking. Um, Pesach Krohn, Rabbi Krohn, is going to be speaking, and the exhibit that we are showing. Mm-hmm. These are objects from our art, from our archives, or objects that are being lent to us for this exhibit, and it's the way we educate the future through showing these items, incredible items. We have Rabbi Hillel Seidman's Warsaw Ghetto Diary, a prominent figure in the pre-war Torah community of Europe and the chief archivist of the Warsaw Kahilah. His diary reflects what Polish Jewry was going through at the ta- at that time, and then we have never seen before. Chaim Yitzhak Wolvalenter's diary. Everyone talks about the Anne Frank diary. Right. This was a diary of a firm man talking about the spiritual resistance of Jews during the war. His, his reconciling his, his Yiddishkeit with what he was going through while in hiding, while fleeing the Nazis. His diary survived. Sadly, he did not. The family is flying four pages of that diary in for us to exhibit. His book has just been published. The book of his memoirs, The Unfinished Diary, A Chronicle of Tears, has just been published. We will have the original diary, four pages of that diary, to exhibit. We will also have Dr. Seidman's diary to exhibit. Um, And then for the first time in the United States, we will have on display the Bergen-Belsen-Hebra-Kadija Ledger previously seen only in Bergen-Belsen and never before displayed in the United States. This book contains the names and the York site dates of thousands of Jews who died while still in Bergen-Belsen after its liberation. Um, The exhibit is open to women from 1.30 to 2.30 this Sunday. The presentation, the actual program, is from 2.30 to 4.30, and then men will have an opportunity to see the exhibit from 4.30 to 5.30.
0: This is at, all This is all happening at a Terrace Golda, right?
2: It's all at a Terrace Golda. At, and and um, tell them
0: about the film, Cindy. Pardon? About uh, so the, the film, movie, yeah.
2: The the film. Terrace Golda is 1362 50th Street in Brooklyn. Right. That's between 13th and 14th Avenue. We will have valet parking. The program will include Rabbi Crone, Sergeant Kaplan, and a new video that we have made, Stories of Resilience, we um, using artifacts from our collection because our educational methodology includes teaching, teaching young people based on objects from the artifacts because from the story of one, based on objects from our archive, because from the story of one, you learn the story of many. So that is the video that we will be showing.
0: That's part of the program on Sunday. Again, the exhibit viewing times for these incredible items. Uh, the women are invited between 1.30 and 2.30, men between 4.30 and 5.30. The program for everybody at Ateris Golda Hall is this Sunday on Tishabov above, starting at 2.30 p.m., or by Crone and Sergeant Kaplan's presentation, plus the video premiere that Cindy just described, will all take place during that program. Ateris Golda is at 1362 50th Street, in Brooklyn, New York, you've done similar programs in the past, Cindy. These are very well attended. Am I right?
2: Yes. Last year we had 1,700 people. Wow. So last year was a weekday. This is a weekend. Right. Um, general admission is free, but reserve seating is $10, and I would advise people to reserve either online at org or by calling us at 718-759-6200. All 718 718- 7596200. Reserve seating is $10 per seat. It must be done by tomorrow morning or general admission is free. Last year we had to have overflow rooms. We would love to accommodate everyone who comes. That's why we moved it to a larger hall and we look forward to seeing people.
0: Pretty amazing. Anybody who'd like to uh, attend the recommendation is that you reserve with the $10 fee online at kfhec.org, KF for Kleiman Family, kfhec.org, you could dial 718-759-6200, 718-759-6200, and as you heard, over 1,700 people last year, which is absolutely remarkable, uh, so you want to make sure to reserve as soon as you can to be uh, there on Sunday and to uh, uh, in, be inspired. I don't want to say enjoy. It's Tisha B'av, after all. But be inspired by this incredible program uh, that Ellie Kleinman and this uh, incredible center have put together for Tisha B'av. Again, 718 718- Seven five nine sixty two hundred, And we should mention, Cindy, that online there's a chance for people to donate even further. And I know you're always looking, and you have an incredible um, a group of people that have been dedicating uh, different parts of these centers. So anybody who'd like to speak to you about that, they could use the same phone number and hop aboard this very inspiring project.
2: Right, and I would also say for those families in the community who have collections of documents and artifacts that have been in attics and basements for 70 years, this is the time to share it with future generations and to let us incorporate it into our educational program. Our director, our, our curator of acquisitions, Merrill Maybrook, would be happy to speak with you about how we can do that, how we can digitize and make these collections available for education and for academics to study, and how we can preserve your family's memories.
0: A lot of people don't even realize how much priceless stuff they have, you know? That's right. Pretty amazing. Allie Kleinman, Kolakavod, I'm sure you'll be there Sunday to greet everybody, and I am um, uh, sure this will be a a much-talked-about program in the community. A lot of people will be inspired on Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank nah, you. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to talk about
0: this important event. A pleasure. They're expecting close to 2,000 people, everybody. Imagine that. It's, just a, it's a tremendous service for the community. An unbelievable opportunity to be educated and really an unbelievable oppor- opportunity to be inspired on Tisha Buf. Uh 2.30 is the program. Uh, women's viewing hours of the exhibit, 1.30. Men started 4.30 after the program. Information about all of this, kfhec.org or 718-759-6200. And as you heard Cindy say, she's highly recommending that you uh, take advantage of the $10 reserved seating. Uh, because of the expected overflow crowd. So get to that today and uh, reserve.